0: When you've just been diagnosed with pelvic organ prolapse, you can feel so alone. The journey towards healing, to be able to move forward and be the best you can, it takes some time. The first thing you need to do is surround yourself with the right people who can support you. They're known as your A-team. Hello and welcome to the Lowdown with Brave Mama podcast. I'm your host Steph Thompson and today we are bringing you something new. We want this podcast to make a difference and we recognize that we all like to access different uh, information in different ways. So we have three ways where Brave Mama is supporting you. Every Wednesday, we have a full episode where we sit down and interview an amazing person who brings to the table an expertise in the field surrounding pelvic organ prolapse. Number two. We are going to go live once a month with a special guest where you actually get to be part of the conversation. You can call in literally and have your say, or ask questions directly to myself or the guest. And then something really exciting, which we're doing today is we're bringing you a really short, quick tip and trick for living with prolapse. These are going to be unscripted and they're recorded live with no editing. Think of it like these conversations are different because it's more like you're sitting across from me in my kitchen sharing a cup of tea. So the conversation won't always be perfect. I will probably need to tweak things that I say along the way and amend things. And I'm sure if there's anything that you don't understand or want clarified in these quick tips, send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email because the conversation doesn't need to end at the end of every episode. Here's just an important reminder, like with any of the things that we talk about in our podcast, we will never claim that these tips will fix your prolapse because that's just not true. I mean, individually, the tips that we share, they sound like really simple everyday suggestions because they are, but as a collective, meaning if you put all the tips together, into place in your daily movements, they can help you with your POP symptoms because I'm not cured, I'm not fixed from my prolapse, but I've learned how to live with it better. And some days these tips really help. Others, I have to just surrender to the pain of prolapse or whatever's happening on that day and start again the next day. I guess I've healed enough in my heart and head to know that that's okay too. So. Let's get into today's quick tip. This is building your A-team. This is probably the time where you want to go and grab a pen and paper and jot these down. Now, if you are in your car, that's okay, mama, because you can always go back and listen to it again. Right? So here we go. In your A-team, you need to have a general practitioner, someone who understands and takes prolapse seriously. So if your family doctor or GP looks at you kind of funny when you say something about prolapse as if they don't quite understand what you're saying, it's probably time you need to see a different general practitioner. Now, the reason why we need to have a good relationship with our GP or doctor is because these are the people who need to refer you to specialists in pelvic health space. So you need to be able to communicate with them and they need to be able to support you in what you need and when you need it because this is all so new to you right the second thing is that assess you need to be assessed for prolapse properly some gps can do this i believe i'm yet in my personal experience uh, to meet one who has a specialized field in this space so they generally refer you on for an assessment to someone else this could be a women's health physio Um, a gynaecologist, you know, a whole range of pelvic floor specialists. Here's the thing. These appointments that you get referred to generally are gonna cost you some money. So when you go into them, it's really nice to have a little bit of a toolkit to prepare you. So here are some tips. When you are going in for your assessment, I'm gonna share this story with you. My first appointment with a women's health physio to to find out if I even had prolapse because my doctor couldn't could not diagnose. All I could think about during my entire appointment was something that I wasn't supposed to be thinking about and I wasn't thinking about me and I wasn't thinking about my vagina or a potential prolapse. All I could think about was my little girl. So Elsie was with me at that appointment just me and her I think she was around six weeks old. And while this lovely pelvic health physio was trying to help me, all I could think about was my little girl, who was six weeks old, rolling around on the carpet. I mean, I put a baby blanket down, but honestly, all I could think about was the dirty carpet. And that's not the right headspace to be in. So I would suggest, if you can, if it's possible, try and not take your new baby to your first women's health physio appointment or your diagnostic appointment. There is so much going on for you, so much to uh, to process and take in that having your baby there because that's your the thing that you're trying to care for it kind of stops you from being able to focus on you and we all know that when you're good you can be a better parent right so if you can if you can get someone to walk baby around the block or have them looked after by a loved one or a babysitter try and do that that's a top tip the next thing take a pen and paper and write down everything that you think is important in that appointment. If you hear a word that you've never heard of before, right? Like cistocele, rectosil, and you don't know how to spell it, ask the doctor or the women's health physio to write it down for you. That's totally fine because later on, When you get home and you start to feel the enormity of what is happening to you, chances are you're probably gonna wanna Google it. Even though people recommend not to, I think it's just within our nature that's what we do. So you need to know what you're Googling and making sure you're looking at the right thing. So take a pen and paper and write stuff down. If you can, and it's hard during COVID times, I know, but if you can bring a support person along with you, it could be a friend, a partner, whoever, maybe you could ask them to take the notes as well so that you are just focused, solely on the professional who's looking at you assessing you and talking to you and let your support person take the notes for you so that when you get home and you can have a conversation and look at the notes you've taken it all in and you can just see, oh yeah i think i remember that right the last thing about uh the tip for your women's health physio or person who's assessing you for prolapse is ask them that if you're unsure about anything that's happened in that appointment that you've paid for already today, could you possibly email them with a follow-up question? Or could you possibly call and leave a message for them to call you back? Because one little question they could really quickly easily answer over the phone potentially and then that you don't have it, you're not carrying it around all the time or you're not trying to Google it, trying to stick to that one professional is a really good idea. Okay, so that was number two. In your 18. Number three, this is something that has helped me immensely, but I had to get over that hurdle of being feeling quite ashamed to do it, was to get a professional counselor or psychologist to help you with processing the mental side of things and the emotional side of things. Because your mental health, your emotional health, your body health, it's all connected and when we can look at helping to heal all parts of that then you as a person can feel better all over and who doesn't want that right my top tip for that is you need to find someone who you click with who you can have a connection with. Now I've seen many counselors and psychologists throughout this process, and I pretty much gave it two visits. So the first visit's still very new and it's very awkward. So you're never gonna probably find out straight away if they're your jam. But by the end of the second appointment, you should have a pretty good idea if this is someone who you think can be on your team to support you. Now, we actually just did a a podcast episode for Mental Health Week, and we talked to a clinical psychologist who gave me a tip that I never even considered, and I think you should take this on board, because I certainly did. If you haven't clicked with that professional for psychology or counseling, it's probably a good idea to, to, to talk to them about that. As in, if you don't feel like you're getting better It's really nice to give that feedback to them, to give them the opportunity to to pivot, to maybe change the tact, to maybe look at doing something differently for you because you don't know what you don't know. And if all of a sudden you just stop going, that counselor or psychologist has no idea what happened or what went wrong, or if it was you or whatever. So communicate that if you can, it's a hard conversation, but it's something that i'd never really considered before it might just be something to think about now the next one number four is to find a community online and by that i mean A community of women who are currently living with pelvic organ prolapse. You think you're the only person out there? I'm sorry to tell you, sister, but you are only one in two. 50% of women will experience pelvic organ prolapse within their lifetime. And that doesn't mean it's the same grade or type as you, but just some type of experience with prolapse. So I'm telling you, there are online communities of women out there right now. Predominantly, they're located on social media spaces, which obviously is not great when there's outages and whatever, but we have a group called Tips and Tricks for Living with Prolapse. And it's for women living with prolapse, sorry. The women in there will be your A-team. They will be your cheer squad. They will be your confidence. They will support you because they are going through what you're going through, very similar things. To have that level of empathy, is really good. Number five is to, it's about your family's, your current friends and family. So you've probably got lots of connections, right? But you feel like, where is my village? Where are the people who are really gonna get me? And if you are co living with someone, your partner, husband, whoever, friend, lover, I'm trying to be all inclusive here. So whoever is closest to you will probably have, they will see you on a daily basis. They will be experiencing this with you as you go along. So it's probably really important to get them onto your A team. And by that, I mean, communicating with them. This is really hard to do. I know because I've been there. It took me three years and writing a book to be able to start to find the words to talk to my own sister, my own mother, my own husband about what was going on for me because I just didn't even understand it myself. It was really hard. And so little things like me being able to tell my husband, oh, I'm in pain, oh, my bottom hurts, oh, my vagina hurts, whatever it is. After a while, I think it's just human nature that we do start to tune out a little bit. We do start to get used to the same phrases that people say and they don't have as much impact so throughout our process I learned that oh hang on a minute what if I tried to use like a pain scale so from naught to 10 naught is I'm good we can do our normal daily stuff and then when I got to a 10 I communicated with him that that means I'm tagging out I'm laying down for the night and I'll see you tomorrow and then there's obviously things in between like if we get to a five and say we're out at a family function, I'll say, babe, I'm at a five. We probably need to start wrapping things up or I need to go and sit down. You're gonna have to watch the kids. And he knew what that meant. I think when people can be really clear about how they can help you, they're so willing to help you. People love helping people, but they just need to know where to be useful. So by giving them, a pain scale, like I need to sit down. You might take half an hour, an hour, whatever. Then you either continue at the party or if it gets to a seven, it's time to go home, okay? So then you know you're on this, you're on the same page. And that's been like a really helpful thing rather than just saying, oh, I'm in pain, I'm in pain, I'm in pain constantly. So we've covered off a GP as in your A-team, someone who can assess you, a counsellor, a community online, families and friends and your partners. Now, exercise and physiotherapy are also a major part of this. What I will say is don't try and jump into it too soon, especially if you are postpartum. The six-week mark, it's a funny thing, but I think you need to also give your body time to heal from having given birth right? Just keeping that in mind. Jumping back into pelvic floor physio straight away, I think I was given, I think I got recommended to, to look at an app, like a, a government app, which teaches you how to do Kegels simply from watching someone who's wearing a pair of tights. You can't see anything, you can't feel anything. So when you try and replicate that and you can't do it, you think I can't do it and you kind of get stuck. So you will probably need to work with someone in your A-Team who can guide you through proper pelvic floor physio as well, but just don't rush into that just yet. All right, so the last person you need on your A-Team is probably the most important. I hope you, after everything you've heard today, this is the one you need to remember. The most important person on your A-Team is you. You need to say to yourself, I am so worthy of feeling better than this i deserve to invest time energy money into making me feel better than this because that first diagnosis is can be quite shocking and it can feel so confusing and you get stuck in that oh why me why did this happen i don't understand it prolapse is terrible and all of that if you can show up for you because you are so worth more you are healing every step you're taking towards a better way of being for you means that you can also give to others right it just makes sense so how do you do this a really good way that i started was by journaling Right? I just started writing things down when I couldn't tell people what was going on for me. I just started writing it down. If you're not a writer, pick up your phone. On your phone, you've got this little app called Voice Memos. Press record and just start talking. Do it in a private space. You never have to share it if you don't want to. But do your venting. Oh my God, I cannot believe this is happening to me. Why did I not know about prolapse? Why do I feel out of control? Just start getting those thoughts from your mind out. Brain dump, brain dump by voice, brain dump by journaling. It, I can promise you it does start to help because once they stop swirling around in your head as you're trying to be in your mum, as you're trying to do 50 million other things, just clear some space. It just gives you time to breathe a little bit. And do you know what? The most important thing about you coming to your A team is that you need to go and request, tell those people, tell your GP, tell your women's health physio, tell your counselor, tell your friend, tell your partner, tell your online community that you need them. Be vulnerable. Tell them this is scary. Tell them you need their support. You're not sure how yet, you're not sure why, you're not sure what they can do, but ask them, invite them in, and tell them, say, hey, listen, I'm going through this thing. Would you mind being on my A-team? I need you. I guarantee the people you ask, you probably already know they're going to say yes, but the people you ask will say, I'm here for you. Just tell me what you need. This is called your A-team. Get all these people on board, and I'm pretty sure I've probably missed a few vital people on your A-team. So by all means, comment, suggest uh, messages on Instagram or email if you think we need to add to this list because this is just my A-team. Your A-team could look really different to this, but just having them there to support you is going to be the first step in you being able to feel better for you in this situation right okay so i hope you enjoyed this really informal quick tip format it's a lot shorter than our regular episodes but i do believe this first one is probably a little bit more extended than what we were planning i think we're going to aim for about a five ten minute tip and trick once a week now i can't tell you what day that's going to be released because i'm a mom and it's going to be as soon as i can get some time to come into the studio and talk without kids in the background, and cats needing you, and kids needing you, and husbands needing you, but it will be once a week. We've got so many tips to share, it's ridiculous, and I can't wait to share them with you. So if you're interested in what you heard today, or you wanna talk more, you know where to find us at Brave Mama. If you have an idea that you'd like to share, a tip or trick, we'd love to hear from you too. You can connect with us on Instagram. Now, so just to recap, the new weekly quick tip format will be once a week we will also still have our regular wednesday full episode where you can just grab a cup of tea and sit down and tune in actually you know speaking of cup of tea did you know that actually the lowdown with brave number podcast for this month is the only way that you can receive 20% off your tea order over at madam flavor so you know what? We're a team. We work really well together. If you want to use the promo Brave20, that's brave V E two zero on their website, head over and check out their full range of amazing tea to get ready for next week's full episode. It's been really great to share this with you. Until next time, bye for now.